make I want to make sure that we're getting your voice. I mean, you are. No, it's. I, I think we should make this more about you. Oh, that's right. That's right. All right. Here we are. Welcome to the Powellcast episode unknown, title unknown. Uh, the third recording I've done. We are in Beetle County live from beautiful Ocean Beach, California. I'm at my friend's place in Ocean Beach. We'll hear some airplanes. Don't get uh, scared. We you might hear Johnny react to said airplanes. Johnny's a good boy. Yes. All right, I'm Pablo, also known as the Data Pablo. Data Pablo on Twitter, uh, datapablo.com. Um, who do I have here with me? Airplane! I guess it's okay. Feel like you're with us. Should I you... wait for the airplane to pass? Yes. What kind is that, do you think? We like... like to play the game. Like, is it... You can really... I'd say that's Alaska Airlines, or think that's Alaska? I think that's Alaska, you know? Kind of heavy, but still got Not some extra. Not too heavy. I feel like it's probably going to Seattle. Yes, hmm. <laughs> if you live here and you listen to it all the time. Right. Like, you, you definitely you know, you know if it's FedEx Those are or big Amazon. Boys. Oh, oh, yeah. Big boys. Uh, that rumbles. Heavy. Yes. Um, what's your name? Who are you? My name is Megan Reed. Sure. We're here at my house with also... The angel, Johnny. Johnny is a good boy. What is his breed combination? Johnny is a golden cock. And, you know, I always say I'm surprised that golden cock hasn't become like a more trendy design, designer dog breed. This is a golden retriever and a... Cocker spaniel. Well, he's an accidental golden cock. Meaning like... It wasn't like an intentional like... Bread it to wasn't be a bread, golden it was doodle. like a, just a one night stand between two dogs. Right. Maybe a... <laughs> a night of passion? I don't know how much passion it was. I think, you know, might be a Me Too thing. Ooh, he, he might be you a... You think that dog was actually forced? I think he one might, dog he might be a dog? Me Too baby. Yeah. Yikes. Um, but yeah, you know, like you have golden doodles, you have cockapoos, you have multi You know, you have all these yeah, designer yeah, yeah, brains. Like, yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah. Why is totally someone agree. not capitalizing on a golden cock? You've heard it. You heard it here first. <laughs> golden cock is going to be a new trend. Yeah, he's a good boy. He's got a bit of a bow-legged situation. He holds like a puppy forever. Gets lots of attention, and you know, I'm used to be very allergic to him. I'm doing okay now. This is Saturday. It's like four o'clock in the afternoon. Five o'clock now, maybe five. Um, yeah. We're drinking a beverage. This is happy hour podcast time, as always. I am drinking a fall brewing, San Diego-based, Plenty for All Pilsner. Okay, um, I've had that. But you know, you're not, I have to say, you're not really drinking it in the proper Pilsner receptacle. Is that a bit, like a tall one? A taller, skinnier one. So the carbonation and like the bubbles, I don't know if you, it's that carbonation, but you know, you get the right effervescence. Woo, airplane again. This is going to be fun. What kind is that? That's bigger. That one's probably Delta going to Atlanta. I'm going to call, I would think. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah, we'll <laughs> figure out what's the real, we're going to look at the schedule. In yeah, a we'll see. Um, hey, we're all about experimentation, and so we're going to experiment. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, what were we talking about? I forgot already. It's okay. We're talking about... How do I, we, how, can, we can change this up. How do we know each other? We met 
through my friend Zach. Yes, it's my boyfriend. Who's your boyfriend? Yeah. Um, we met. How long have we been in San Diego now? I have been here. You knew Zach before I moved here. That's right. I've heard of you. I've no, you know. I remember there will be times I was out with Zach and he get on the phone with you and like have conversations with you. Uh huh. And you were like the girl in Denver, you know. Yeah, that was me. The lady in the Denver. That's area. right. And then um, we moved, and he was. And that was exciting. Yeah, I moved four years ago. Okay. June. So it's yeah, it's August now. August now. Yeah. So yeah. So that's how I know you. But then we've become friends. I would say so. I feel like we have, you know, I feel like we have, I, I like it's our... It's a love-hate rel- relationship. I feel like we, I like our relationship, you know? I feel like we have a good relationship. <laughs> Neither of us wants, wants to give each other too much shit, but we also feel like a little bit is necessary. Sure. <laughs> sure. Maybe that's just how we're, I feel. We're, you know, yeah. Comfortable enough now that... Um, sure, we're, we're comfy. And, and recently... You were instrumental in um, redesigning the Powell pad. That's right. As I moved, you know, last January I moved into a new place and uh, kept it pretty bare bones, white walls and all. Let me let me see actually if I can maybe paint a better picture for our our you listeners. Wanna, you want to use the device? For, we should save that for something else. We can do maybe we can do like a before and after photos. Yeah. That you can post to, you know, datapavel.com after we do the segment. Absolutely. But just to paint a picture yeah. for, you know. Do you want to transport get, there? Before or? we get that visual. Okay. I'm a very visual person, so maybe we're going to be transporting a lot during this. We don't, yeah, we only got like one or two hits of that special liquid, so. Yeah. So, you're playing, before, even before special you got your, your, your sofa. Liquid. White, definitely white walls. White walls everywhere. <laughs> Love it. Even before you got your media situation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you had two folding beach chairs. Mm, yes, I remember a, now. In a box of tissues. You need the tissues. <laughs> no overhead lights in your main living room. Correct. Right, so you had really zero lighting happening, and you're really into, you know, as Data Pavel. <sighs> You're like a tech guy. Like, like my technology. I'm not a, we don't have a TV in our house. I have my TV. So compared, floor, compared to what I have going on here, you're like the most techie person I know. I love gadgets. Yeah, you're a gadget guy. Anything love like, gadgets. Yeah. So essentially the epitome of a bachelor pad. Mm. TV on floor, mm-hmm. folding lounge chairs, mm-hmm. box of Kleenex, which I would say, you know, 50-50 use <laughs> for nose blowing and otherwise. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I like, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I don't know the stats. I'll just, I'm just listening here. Yeah. So yeah, we, um. I think there's another one You coming. entrusted me. Say that's true. Yeah, you know. Because you have an interior design background. You studied interior design. Correct. That's what I went to school for. Was it like art history or was it interior design? Hold on. What what are you thinking? What plane? That's another lightweight. I'd say that's, you know, maybe spirit spirit going to Las Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Shout out Vegas. Shout out Spirit. Yeah. I hate that airline. 
don't I've only actually Vegas. flown it going to Las Vegas. Well, there you go. Yeah, one way. I don't direct, really like Vegas either. You know, direct flight going to Las Vegas. It's cheap. Don't check a bag. They can't lose it. Johnny. Drink plenty of water before so you're not thirsty and you don't have to like. Awful. Spend money on water. So anyway, interior so, design. Yeah, it's a, you have a bachelor's in that. Yeah. What kind of classes did they make you take when you were doing this? So. I went to a, well, before I went to the small art and design college that I went to in Denver, I was at a big university, University of Tennessee, go Vols. Go who? Vols, volunteers. Go Vols. Go Vols. I'm going to take you to a, uh, maybe that's what we'll transport later, is a Would love to. SEC football Elon? game in Tennessee. Yeah, he, Elon says we can use the device for that. Okay. Elon Musk, thanks for always sponsoring us here with the device. Um, so, I went to a big school, and so I knew when I, I transferred, I always knew I wanted to do design since I was younger. And, but... When I went to you college, wanted to do what kind of design? Interior design. You always knew, like, I want to put furniture and pick furniture for things. That's a part of it, but yeah, I. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wanted to. Versus, like, saying I want to do clothes design or I want right, to do. Right. Very specific. You it always kind of have the idea to... of the the house, the home, designing the home, the interiors of the home. Right. Or cool. you know, an office or a restaurant. How, or... how old were you when you first had this? There was this um, show, I think it was on HGTV. It was the host was um, I don't have a TV, so I'm gonna I'm not current with, That's with these fun. things. But uh, Kit Haring, Kit no Kit Harrington. That's from Game of Thrones. Right. It was a it was an interior the design guy, show. Who's the guy who's the host of The Bachelor? Chris Harrison. That guy, Chris Harrison. So he was the host of the show. It was called like Designers Challenge, and it was like actually like I think. As far as interior design shows compared to some of the ones that are mm-hmm. on TV now, I think it was a decent representation of the industry. She would have three different designers who would come on. You'd have a client, and they would present their vision and their concept. Now, that's was, different. What's kind of noise? Is that, do you have trains here too? We don't have trains, but that sounded like a train. But what was it really? A truck? I don't know. Alright. Wait, that's something to investigate. Design challenge. You Designer's were in high challenge. school when you saw this TV show? No, like um, early middle school. Early middle school. Like yeah. Six, seven grades. Right. Which is like 10, 11, 12, something in the right. state. So that was the first show. So yeah, they... I think when I was... Uh, I wanted to... Yeah. I was... Well, I never studied Power Rangers, but maybe that's what I wanted to do when I was 10, 11, 12. Did you know when you were, um, did you, like, what did you think when you were that age? Like, I want to be rich. That's it. So there was Still no... Still the same motivations. Yeah, I just want, you know, growing up poor, I think it has had an effect on me where I just want to be financially secure. And I always liked technology, like computers, and like, really always fell, fell in love with computers. 10, 11, 12. Just like, build my own and just started playing around. But never really did development, but uh, not like a little software engineer program, but really, like I used to do video, um, in high school I used to do video capture and, and coding TV shows and like... What do you mean coding TV? What does that encoding, mean? Encoding, so you'd record it and then you, 
you, I'd have a special card in my computer. Wait, what would you record it? Like, would I you would record, record it with like, like a... Sci-Fi Channel's Invisible Man. But like how? Like through a, like a VHS like big tape you would put in and press the record button? No. Or like was... Te- I, it was I like, forget where we were like in the world. Yeah, of... we had like a cable box in that point and you could, you know, the cable, uh, we had all the different channels. Were, were we at TiVo yet? No. Well, I certainly did not have TiVo. I never had TiVo. I don't, but DVRs maybe were already a thing. Actually, maybe not. This was maybe a, a couple of years before DVRs. So, but there was a community of people online in like chat rooms and all this where you could go and download TV shows. Mm-hmm. And I was part of that. And I would also be part of it. I would actually record the TV show onto my computer, edit out the commercials, and then you'd have to, you know, compress it so it'd be. Um, of a you know of a file size that could be downloadable and then I would share that so I, I made my own rips I believe it was illegal but I think it still matter. is um, <laughs> is this pre Napster because uh, this is like, it's like a little the, bit pre Napster version of Napster it's like a little bit of pre Napster one or two years before I think Napster hit. you're right on the cusp of of this file sharing. Yeah, Did you ever yeah, use yeah. that on what's like Pirate Bay? Yeah, or... so I, yeah, Torrance came out. Torrance, yeah. Um, after I was all into that, I, I was just I was trying to use Usenet news groups that didn't work so well, but IRC chat rooms and IRC still exists. Internet relay chat. That's something I really love about the internet that the old school things still exist and they're robust, like news groups, which is based on bulletin boards and and these chat rooms, and it's interesting. Did you have um, friends, like chat room friends, like I people did. you would, that you never met, but you like had, you would say like friendships with? Yeah. This is in high school. I did, yeah. Who? Like, who was your best friend on the interwebs? Uh, the one that sticks out in my mind, all I know is his username. It's like A-Y-B-A-R-A, Ibarra. He was like from somewhere in... Uh, Ontario area uh-huh. and we we met and bonded over the Transformers cartoon we're both fans and like we shared files and we were just part of that chat room but you never met him and you don't even know his real name not really no so is that like a thing like you don't if someone is to ask you your name is that like a faux pas you know, I don't know the details, but I felt a little bit, yes. But I think, like, maybe one day we we did talk about that stuff. I don't know. It is we. I mean, I had friends in high school, too. But, yeah, I did spend a bunch of time in these chat rooms. Like, learning my hacker ways, perhaps. Yeah. Brought to you by Data Pavel. When you need data, call Pavel. <laughs> I never really, I mean, I played, so... Bringing it back to the interior design, sure. I played the sims yeah that was another thing for me that was um probably happened after the designers challenge with chris harrington chris harrison harrison (laughs) hey the bash the bachelor in paradise is on right now and it's just all cylinders i feel like pretty good manufactured drama i really love that you um you're into that show. And I, I didn't love The Bachelorette. Like, I just kind of... She was good, but I just didn't really feel it. But I've been watching the first few episodes of Bachelor Paradise, the first two, and... 
it's it's yeah, it's hitting all the right notes for me. What's different about Bachelor Paradise than like the regular Bachelor? Bachelor in Paradise is like what it's taking the Bachelor concept and degrading it to its to the lowest possible levels. Why? Because there's already so much shit TV out there. It's it's like ten dudes and ten girls on a beach. Oh God! In uh, in Mexico, it's everybody you already know from the Bachelor fr- franchise. Oh dear! So it's they're, like so real, they're all real world. Rogals yeah, but there are but they, the thing is, you you like these stories because you you know these characters, and you know they're just hooking up on the first two episodes. Like people on TV, at least it seems like everybody's hooking up within minutes. But it's fun for me to watch, like because the people that really are attracted to each other, you can kind of see that versus like when it's a little more manufactured. And I enjoy like those. I think that's kind of training for my emotional IQ. Picking up on those nuances. I don't know if you're like you're doing yourself a a favor in that comment, or probably I would maybe err on the side of disservice. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. You're like comparing your emotional IQ to Bachelor Paradise. I mean, you can island <laughs> desert. I'm I'm saying it's a way to exercise your people reading skills. And just kind of see, like, like, is it? Do they have a real connection or not? And or do they really have an attraction for each other or not? I mean, and you kind of see that. Okay. Like you could, you know, on the last episode, this dude, you know, this girls just like him a lot, and even though the the girls like, oh, I kind of have a feelings for this other dude. This is like a week in. You could just and he's she's like no 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 within like half hour he like convinces her and you could just tell like she's just like she's just into him so she just can't stop herself. But he's bad. He's a bad boy. He's bad a- bad 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 boy. You make me feel so good. Exactly. He's gonna break her heart. He's yeah, I mean, her. I mean, you know, you go on that show, you better expect that. Yeah, but he's gonna but, be a loser. And they're listening. I'll go eventually. Like he's gonna have right now. He's a playboy. He's, he's in his a... prime. Does he have like a career outside of this, or he's just? I don't know. He's very good looking, so he's probably gonna be fine. Good looking, has charisma. Yeah. Got on this show. Yeah. I hope it works out for you, Blake. Yeah, I mean, I do wish. But I actually, I don't. If you're a douchebag and you're like not being nice to the girl who really likes you and you're treating her like shit. And you deserve it if it doesn't really work out for you. Yeah, you know. Because that's what happens to douchebags. Yeah, who knows what's real. But anyway, all the best, Blake. Um, Or not. Okay. What are some classes that you took as part of your little art history college degree? Okay, so we're coming coming full circle. I like it. So when I had transferred from University of Tennessee, Mm -hmm. I went to a big school, and then I had, you know, refocused. Go. Bowls? Balls. Go bowls. Volunteers. Yeah. Go bowls. The ugliest shade of orange you'll ever see, but, no. you know. Oh, we, we, yeah, rock it with pride. What's the name of the college in Denver? Rocky Mountain College of Art and Design. Okay. Remcat. What are some college, so what are some courses you took? So that was the thing. When I went there, I was looking for something very specialized, and that was why I was drawn to the program, is that it was really focused on only doing courses that were applicable to kind of 
real world professional airplanes. What do you think? Southwest? Southwest going to. When they fly the same airplane, Albuquerque. <laughs> it's either Albuquerque or Phoenix. Um, or maybe Denver. That sounded like that sounded like an Albuquerque or Phoenix trip, though. Yeah, we're talking about the classes. You, well, so, um, so yeah, so the classes were very specialized. So you would have um, each semester you'd have a big studio class where you're kind of getting a a specific problem that you have to solve with design. So it kind of starts out on a smaller scale where you have a, a residential client and this is your... Like an apartment? Um, so my residential class was actually interesting. The teacher switched it up. Um, and it was a summer class, so I did the residential design class. So you have residential design, and then you do um, like a restaurant and retail hospitality design project. And then you have an office design project. And then a the fourth one is a senior living special use design. So mm -hmm. you're designing for you know people with very specific needs and requirements, Alzheimer's, being blind, so you know, the research and design considerations you have to do for designing for mm -hmm. that. It's a lot more layered than maybe Let's designing see. for, you know, a bachelor like yourself, who's not yet in our dementia. Not um, yet. <laughs> not yet. But we, you know, we can, we can evolve with that. So, um, and then the last class is your senior thesis project where you really pick whatever you want to do and what you do for your senior thesis I did a um, large warehouse space in Denver so you it has to be an actual space it can't be totally imaginary mm -hmm. um, it has to be kind of should be anyway um, a a viable or a, a, a sellable I'm, I'm not thinking of the right word but project for the demographic of the area, et cetera, et cetera. Sure, sure. So it's this area in Denver called River North or Rhino area and mainly an industrial. I've been there. Now it's getting all revitalized. Totally. Really, really ahead of the gentrification game when that's I was when doing you, my senior, my senior thesis project. Yeah. So I was, um, this really cool warehouse. I mean, just. On the, on the front of the warehouse, this big white warehouse, you can see the mountains to the west, to the east you have like Coors Field. What and was the warehouse used for? It's like a big shipping and receiving. No specific products, wine, tables. Well, on the outside, I think it said like, you know, the paint was faded and bold black letters. And I think it said pro like produce or something on it. I Maybe think. one day, okay. Um, you want inside? I never went inside it, but I got the dimensions. We got, got the, the floor, floor plan. plan. So like you from where from the government. So funny enough, I was there. I was driving through trying to find a building I wanted to use, and yeah, thinking I would get it, get the address. I would go down to the library or the city building, try to pull plans for it because you have to have floor plan, existing floor of plans course. to work off of. Um. 
And I was there, I had rented out like a really nice fancy camera from my school that I would never be able a to afford. A videotape camera or like a no, digital? Like a a digital, stuff. yeah, yeah. Um, like a Nikon SLR, like nice camera I would never have myself. Sure, sure, sure. But I rented out for free at school. So I was there taking photos at the site and like making notes and all this stuff. And someone pulls up in this gold kind of creepy minivan. And it was... Actually, that's, this is Southwest now. It's coming in. That's Southwest? Okay. It's got a little bit of a tint. Um, so this guy pulls up and he was really inquisitive asking me what I was doing. I said, I'm, you know, I'm a designer. I'm really interested in this space. I really, you know, curious about it for a project, etc." Started talking to him and said, you know, what is, and he was, yeah, like really asking me a lot of questions. And then I asked him like, well, what is your, do you have any like relationship to this building? Like, right. why the fuck are you here? And he was like, oh, I actually, I, I own it. I'm like, huh, that's my lucky day because. I mean, he you know, might be able to help you with stuff. Totally. So I actually did get the floor plans from him, but they, he turned out to be nuts. Yeah, so at first I was talking to him and it was like really exciting talking to him because I'm like, in my head, I'm like generating ideas of maybe this project could actually come to real life. Like course, he likes the idea and right. Um, and then the further that the conversation went with him, like he started talking about visions he had for the space. And one of them involved like being able to like build a ski slope off of I-25, like the main freeway and be able to ski like right into the warehouse and there's gonna be like strippers in there. I'm like, okay, so I'm like talking to a crazy person. <laughs> so I never, um, so I got the floor plans. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So that was your project, a little warehouse. Warehouse and project. What did you make it? Did you make it to be a garden or like a coffee shop? So or I live, um, live and learn. Is, you know, as we, call in the industry mixed use technique. mixed use dun, 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 dun. so it was a restaurant it mm, was mm, a mm. had a like a cafe coffee shop component it had an art gallery and then there was live work artist studios and like support spaces for the artist in their community garden outside bathrooms several absolutely yeah per code so you have to do your code research and know exactly how many restrooms you need there's the a, occupants and the occupancy type. There's a minimum. Yes. Is there a maximum? No. Sweet. <laughs> budget. Um, so. I want 10 bathrooms, one bedroom. Just, why not? <laughs> that's, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I did that. Yeah. So, was, that was my, that was my thesis project. I, uh, was fun. I don't know why this came to my head, but, like, there was this comedian who just became a paid regular at the comedy store. Unfortunately, his name escapes me right now. Ricardo, maybe, something. And I saw Local that on this... Local Well, comedy store in, in L.A. He was, oh, like, okay. ro he was on Roast Battle, all that good stuff. And uh, I saw that on Instagram. And then I also saw... Like, today I was walking around. Like, I was running. I'm listening to you, by the way. You keep talking. Are you going to bring me a beer? Yeah. We can take a little pause. We're opening up a bottle of Prosecco. Woo! Woo! All right. Get it, Johnny. 
I'm gonna have another plenty for all Pilsner, but Megan will enjoy a just a, a just a light, easy Saturday drinking glass of Prosecco. La Marca Prosecco. So this is a, this is real Italian Prosecco. La Marca is I don't know. I mean they they're good and they've not cornered the market, but brought to you by La Marca Prosecco. <laughs> well, if they want to sponsor, we can talk. You know, welcome back to the Pavel Experience, the Pavel Cast, the Curiosity Happy Hour. Uh, with, but you know, with Pavel, also known as Data Pavel, datapavel.com, and uh, Megan. Megan, where can people find you on the internet if you would like them to know? Well, uh, I wish um, you would ask me this in a month, but well, you got Instagram, right? Currently, I have a personal Instagram. So, I mean, is it public or private? It is public. Good enough. Yeah. It's, I would say maybe United. That's a big plane. That's a big plane? Yeah, like that. What is it? That oh. could be FedEx. Oh, that could have been a wall, so you could have it here for I mean, a while. you can like, you know, that had some, that <laughs> yeah, had some I, girth. I think you cannot record podcasts in Ocean Beach. No, yeah. Oh, I mean, you could have like a sound. You could. You could have a soundproof bunker. Right. I'm not fucking Joe Rogan though. So. Or Dr. Dre. Yeah, that's what's up. Does he live next to an airplane? No, but he's like really into acoustics and has a very well designed. Is home he married studio situation. to Beyonce or Rihanna? Beyonce. No, that's Jay Z. Who's Dr. Dre? With. I don't know. I don't think. I don't it's know. not. It's no one famous. Or he's single. Pretty sure he's married, with kids. But who she is, we don't remember. Yeah. We'll look it up later. Yeah. So Not we're Beyonce. back here with Megan Reed, and she's telling us where she can be found online, and that is nowhere. Or would you like to say something? Well, you can follow my personal account, Billy's Mama. You have to spell that for people. B-I-L-L-I-E-S underscore mama, M-A-M-A. And that's on? On Instagram. Cool. I'm in the process of getting the website going. And more I'm sure you'll post on there. Professional presence uh, for design going on the interwebs. I, I really think you should be building out your brand, all channels, as I much know. as possible. I know. I mean, maybe even start an interior design podcast. I've listened to a couple interior design podcasts that I really like. Um, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. I know. I You know, I'm really... I'm one of those people It's hard for me because I you need to, to do perfect. it. I need to embrace it. That's one element of, of the equation. Another element is, I mean, you know, I don't have TV. I was probably one of the last of my friends to get a smartphone. I just am... You're not a technology early adopter. Like, exactly. Exactly. So, hmm. you know, for me, authenticity is, it's important. And also, I don't know, like the it's, whole hashtagging yeah. my own name is like not something yeah, that really comes that, easy to me. But there's something you can learn doing it. Yeah. And the, but the reality is, is you have to do it. So it's it, on my, it's on my, you know, my whole, my whole business plan of, of, Things. It is 
on the list Good. to be checked off in the next couple months so we can do a follow-up once absolutely we'd love to once we do that tell me for people that don't know anything about interior design don't understand it don't have the money to hire anyone do you have any tips for them any any general tips or any or maybe one just one tip like get a rug i mean i know you're big into rugs I don't know. Maybe it's not for everybody. Obviously, if you have a carpet, you're not gonna put a rug on top of carpet. But like, are there any hot tips that you could? Probably... Hot tip. Hot tips. Welcome back to the oh hot tips segment. Hot tips with Megan Reed. Well, hot I feel tips. like that interior design is just one hot tip after another. Um, it's, it's really the whole business is just tipping, like hot tipping, just it's telling people what to do. Right. Um, well, actually, it's not telling sure telling people what to do but then there's blogs for that the the business itself is doing it for people so they don't you know you provide a service yeah not you know no one's gonna pay me big bucks for me to tell them what to do and then it's like yo you should do this labor intensive thing and I'm just gonna tell you to do it like you know it's very yeah, very hands on absolutely it's like uh, make, how about this making other people's decisions for them so interior design is very um, I feel like it's a very well, misunderstood industry in a lot of ways okay um, you know if you are a if you can't call yourself a doctor if you don't have a doctorate and you didn't do a residency and do proper you know training at a place right but i'm an interior designer because i can just do whatever i want i'm an interior designer yeah i can i can do that you can call yourself an interior designer in some states virginia where i grew up is actually one of them um you can't call yourself an interior designer unless you have certain criteria like you didn't go to a school that was CETA accredited um which is like the accrediting board for interior designers same yeah. thing, like, it's kind of legitimate, what's the word? Legitimatizing. Yeah, legitimizing it. Legitimate, thank you. Yeah. Just yeah. like for architects. Well, it makes sense that Virginia would do that. They're always so ahead of the game and everything, so. Yeah, forward, forward, <laughs> Commonwealth State. Uh, no, but so, there's a lot of misconceptions about interior design out there because they're, in interior design, you know, you have to have a degree. So there. any hot tips? For our audience well like, you asked me as a two-part question so the first part of the question you asked me is about interior design and then you asked me the the hot tips yeah hot do you tips. want me to just get into hot tips yeah interior design hot tips well I think it, okay so it depends on your a eh? of course hire interior designer folks that's, that's number that's one a, hot tip that's a hot tip know your strengths know your where weaknesses. can you go to find one like can you go on thumbtack or home away or whatever that's home away uh, you go you know online so i think that um let's see hot tip for interior design where do i get one even you know well it's easy to find interior designers online um, but are they going to be any good well you have to find the one that's right for you so people specialize in different things there are some interior designers that just do commercial projects you know they are I'm a. I don't. They're like more. I'm more of a. Yeah, I mean, they're doing the air, designing an airport. So the interior designer who's designing an airport, is probably a lot less concerned about, 
artwork and finishes and, you know, things like that as they are the logistics of space planning in a way that they make sure that certain privacy needs are met, certain acoustical needs are met, that their security needs are met, accessibility needs are met so that people, you know, mm-hmm. and we have mm-hmm. all of that stuff. So they're probably could give a shit less about a rug or a paint color. That is the last thing on, sure. on their, their list. Um, so if you are a developer who's doing an airport, you're probably going to go to a pretty big design and architecture firm who specializes in that. Airports. Um, but if you're just an individual person, yeah, what you know, if I'm just like a super nice, really awesome guy? Let's see. So, successful financially and okay, psychologically stable. Yeah, then hire an interior designer. So you don't. <laughs> you're successful financially, then it's a service you outsource. If you're you don't have time, you're working. Like, do you you take your car to the shop if you need it to be worked on? You have if. You know, you're not able to clean. What, you have someone yeah, come like, in and do that. Whatever, I can buy a couch. I can put a table up. What do I really need an interior designer for? What's you know? I can't fix my car, so I'm. But I you, have to take them there. Right. I can't choose. Yeah, but not well. What does that mean, though? How? Maybe. What does it mean to choose well? You know. Well, that's why, you know, you. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm not trying to. I'm, I not, even, know, I'm I, not even sure. I, I'm just like, address the concern for people. They're, they're like, interior design is fluff. What would you say to them? Proof is in the pudding. But I would say, you know, that there is, there's an art to it, but there also is a science to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, you're, I mean, you're really thinking about everything. You're thinking about, I mean, my first thing that I would do and we, you know, we did this as well as I came over to your place and we said, you know, these are the things that I would suggest that you yeah, We had need, an idea of the things right? you wanted to get at. The things the that you need, furniture right? things. And it's how do you, how do you live? So it's not just how something looks. Like that is, that's something that, I sure, live on the edge, baby. You can look at things all day and that looks really nice, but is there storage in there? Do you need storage? Do you not have a closet? Like, right. what are, how do you live? So you're really, what is your budget? What are the spatial requirements? What is your timeline? When do you need this done by? Um, so you're really, you're taking in a lot of information. So a professional is going to know all of the information that you need to be taking in. Right, um, right, right. You know. Measurements, desires. Exactly. exactly, really taking a list of this. And then if you come to me and you say to me, I want to, I just want to freshen up my bedroom. I like want to make it more sexy and conducive to sex. Romantic relationships? Great. We can do it for X budget. If you come to me and you say, I have $7,000 and I want to completely redo my entire kitchen and I want to get all new appliances, Mm -hmm. then the professional is going to say to you, that's actually not feasible. So you're, you're giving people your professional like guidance and direction, helping them get the most bang for their buck, where to invest their money, where you know, to do it well. You're also keeping a project. What do you, Give what, us a guess. 
spirit again? Okay, I'll take it. Uh, really, you're really kind of like coaching someone through a process, first of all, of kind of where someone might want certain results, but they might not really even know where to direct their money and their energy and their resources to do that. So you can kind of help guide that, narrow in Johnny. Johnny. Stop scratching, darling. So so what I'll say is, as in terms of a hot tip, and I'll... No, I'm not done. Well, go ahead. We haven't gotten to hot tip. The hot tip See, is... See, this is something I can go on for a really long time about, because it's what it is, what I'm passionate about. Well, the hot tip is to get an interior designer. Hot tip is to get an interior designer. But so you're I was saying... Gonna, I was going to comment on that. Oh, as someone okay. That, Sorry. Go ahead. As someone that has done that and definitely has had mixed feelings about it in the beginning, and uh, I would say that there's ways to do it where you can get some of that expertise um, and, you can, and you can really mold it, the process of interior designer to what you want. So, for example, you could say, hey... I'm gonna just go ahead and uh, let's get together. Show me how you want this place to like. Give me some ideas, like you did with me, where it's airplane in ocean beach, really good for podcast, really good for podcast. Airplane noise, airplane noise. Um. So I really and then you were like, hey, we can put this little table here. Let's get a coffee table. Let's get this carpet. Let's you know hang long things here. Yeah, a lamp here, a lamp here. Right, we kind of mapped that out. And I think that was like, for me, one of the, the, maybe even the most valuable part. And so then from that point on, you can kind of like, maybe you take that piece. Now, obviously, I really enjoyed doing as little of this thing as possible. So we, I also, that was also something where you, you really went out and bought the drapes and whatever and like put up the drapes. And so that's the and to an experience as someone that I think likes to have control like uh well you do like that's that that was definitely one of the problems for me <laughs> that that I was like that's why our, it's my decision it's my place that's why what you our me relationship what I, has made our relationship stronger is because <laughs> you're like you like to have surprisingly like to have control for someone who pretty laid has, back so okay that's what you would think, you would think right? going in to someone's house where there are two folding beach lounge chairs and a box of tissues and a TV on the floor. Listen, I'm and allergic. Say, and it's, they say, I need help. A box of tissues is not a piece of furniture. It's there because I'm allergic and I need to blow my nose. I understand. Okay, all I'm saying. You keep not, saying you keep not, saying the box of tissue is like this landmark in my architectural well, design. I'm, you, I'm painting <laughs> the picture. When you have two lounge chairs and a TV on the floor, and the only other thing in the room is a box of tissues, that box of <laughs> tissues is worth noting. I think that's fair. I'll, I'll give it to you. Okay, so for so someone, I, for hold on, is, hold on, for someone who has that and you're going into that and you're saying and you kind of come to me and you say i don't know what i'm doing i'm not buying any furniture i'm not doing anything like you know whatever let's solve They're, this problem let's throw right. some money at it right but then you know you did care and you do and understandably so and i respect that sure um i think you care important. you know yourself obviously. absolutely absolutely so every project and every client is different yeah um there are some people who 
they're really busy here. It's like they're silent and then they go boom, 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 boom. Airplanes are a miracle. They take us in the sky. See, when you live here, you just kind of, you don't really, you get used to it. Well, our listeners are going to get used to it for this episode. Um, but every, you know, everyone's different. So you might have someone who is very hands-on and almost to a point where it's kind of problematic and debilitating to your business model like profitability because you know i'm doing putting all this time and i'm doing all of this not you were doing this for free for me so you were never really making any money i'm gonna count it as a loss on my taxes (laughs) here i've documented everything a loss for the business that happens too you know you know get a good tax write-off um smart no but it's you that is a thing though is that you cater to each client's needs and it's a balance of and finding that's what I'm saying is like if even if you're like dude I don't have the money I don't interior design seems, seems like crazy I'm saying you could find someone to work with and work it with someone in a way that doesn't break the bank okay or no 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 I worked for him for free let's be clear and most interior designers are not going to do that but they'll give you a consultation, and maybe that's all you need. You can find absolutely the right fit for you. You don't and have to pay is... $20,000 for someone to build you a custom couch. You can, but you don't have to. But that, that should be proportionate to the rest of your overall project budget. I mean, that was just an example. No, but it should. And, and there is a, like there are 100% a $20,000 couch is absolutely a real thing. Um, but... It needs to be proportionate to the project. Like what I propose that if another thing that you can do as a you know designer is like help, like I was saying earlier, where you put your money. And if I know what you're, you know, cause from historical information, previous projects, mm-hmm. like we do, we put together a budget for you mm-hmm. and we itemize each thing. And at the end of it, it's always very scary to see what that total is. I mean, you look at each piece and you're like, yeah, individually, each that piece, up. like, that, that could be from Goodwill. That and up. then at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's a scary number at the end. Um, yeah, I'm happy because I, I like my place. And I think that's, it looks good. There's some pieces I'm not happy with, but I'll, I'll move it around eventually. <sighs> okay. <laughs> it's not you. It's not, it's not you. Well, it's, I didn't I say, mean, maybe I'm it's a not, piece that already existed. Maybe it's a piece that you had nothing to do you with. Didn't have, you're, you're, the lounge chair that's not there, the box of tissues, you're not happy with the box of tissues anymore? <laughs> I still have it. <laughs> now it just has its own dedicated perch. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so if I can, I can zero back in on a tip. Well, besides, uh, besides, besides higher, work, try to see if you can work with a designer. I think that it is really, I think it's very easy, and I have done this, as like personally for my own spaces is fill a void go in and buy something individually um avoid doing that i yeah oh i say it's you're filling a void right like oh i want a new rug or i want i want this and then all of a sudden you you just want and you just got a piece that now you have to kind of cater your entire space around because you feel like you need that so i think that it's before you go in if you say i want to refresh my space whether it's i don't have any furniture or i 
you know, have an entire home full of furniture, but mm-hmm. I want a completely different look. I think it just the planning process of really sitting down and if you don't have a designer to do this for you, because this is a service that a lot of designers provide, and we're talking just furnishings, not a kitchen remodel, not moving down any walls or putting, you know, is really think about what your priorities are, what it is that you, what is it you're really after? What do you want that final product to look like? Mm-hmm. Um, how much money it, it costs, how much money you're willing to spend, and really look at everything as a whole as opposed to tackling everything as an individual item because a lot of times, you know, I've worked with clients where you go in and they have a lot of nice individual pieces, but they don't really look good together as a whole. Mm-hmm. And over, that, over time, they've collected some nice pieces and they're, they have monetary value but and and because of the monetary value, now you're attached to it because it's like, well, I spent this much money on this piece, and mm-hmm. well, like I really, ideally, I'd like to keep it and not work with it, and now you're having to work around it. Um, I see. So your hot tip is to make the job easier for yourself. Right. To be just be smart, and you know, go don't just go and do the spontaneous shopping. Really, like step back. And if you're not hiring a designer, or you're maybe not get hiring, a book, or just plan it out by yourself, right? Like, right. Think you're about not it. hiring a professional. Right. Just you know, really think about what your end goals are, what your budget is. All right, here we are back with the data pile. Just took a little, got you know segments. Um, so that's interesting. So we're gonna wrap up our hard tips. Two hot tips from you. A, get an interior designer if you have the money. B. Don't just go out there and buy one piece because you'll get a girl attached to it and it's going to be lovely, but you will, you know, by buying all these individual nice pieces, you'll, you'll lose the ability to have a really cohesive put together design. Right. And really you're, even if you're not hiring a design, interior designer, just sit down, figure out what your goals are. I want to refresh my living room or, you know, I'm missing like some functionality, but I'm happy with everything else. And Based on that and your budget, you know, create a plan. Don't just go out there guns blazing. I'm going to buy a house plant today. Exactly. I think that's, that's a great, awesome. great way to Somewhere condense to that down. Sure. Yes. Thank you. I'm a condenser. Good. I'm not. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, Elon, calm down. He's got to go. He's busy. So, yeah, one second. You you teased us that we would be able to go to a Tennessee game, UOT Go Volunteers. Oh. Would you would you mind taking us there? Is that where you want to go? I'm curious about it. Is it a is it a lot of people there? A lot of people. All right, hold on. Yeah, give me the device already. It's the transformation teleportation. Hey, don't worry, don't worry, Johnny. Elon is okay. Elon Musk. Time thank travel you. is scary. Elon Musk, yeah, I know. Transformation teleportation is a cool device. It's experimental. Uh, we thank Elon, as always, uh, for letting us borrow it. All right, here we are. Johnny, are you here too? He is, yep. All right, Johnny's here. <laughs> We're all. Take us there. In we Knoxville, are Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. 
All right, it's game day. Um, I mean, the fall, really nice, there's a certain smell in the air. Mm -hmm. The leaves are turning, slightly falling from the tree. Now leaves are yellow, orange, red, mm. you know, back in you know, Southeast Tennessee. Gorgeous fall foliage. Love it. Um, the all sidewalks, all streets are pretty much closed down. Everyone is walking out of the stadium to their tailgate situation. Mm-hmm. We're walking over to. What's the stadium's name? Uh, Nayland Stadium. Mm-hmm. Nayland, Nayland Stadium. Walking down to my family's tailgate situation. Gotcha. Why is your family there? Well, my dad, born and raised in Tennessee. Uh-huh. My mom, raised in Tennessee, not born there. So they were visiting you while you were there in college, or this is when you were a kid? No, in college. Got yeah. it. Yeah. So they got season tickets to the games when I was in Oh, wow. They would come school. over? They, they would come over and they're How friends. long is that drive? Uh, two hours. Oh, it's nothing. Okay. Yeah. Easy. So they would, um, yeah, they would come over and their friends had a great tailgate set up right by the stadium. You walk over there, grilling outside. Um, I mean, full spread, food, beer. And um, this is you grilling on, next to a car. That's how it works, right? You're essentially in a huge parking lot where everyone right. is just hanging out till getting very huge shade There would probably be like 50 people who would be in and out of our particular tailgate all day before the game. Um, yeah, then go into the game. Do you have tickets? I would get tickets um, as a student. You, you Are they assigned seats or you could sit anywhere? No, you would get a, a certain assigned seat. I was lucky. I always had good seats. Next to your parents or no no kids? there's a student section so they had their own season tickets they were in a how many area. people in the stadium do you think remember one game there was like hundred and twelve thousand oh wow it's a big stadium so, oh yeah it's fine really fun time and this is hockey or? no football Peyton Manning played for the Tennessee Vols that was soccer like... American football I'm, I'm kidding sure Peyton Manning he's a yeah, we can next we'll do a, a data poll session from the Tennessee football game. Yeah, it's a good time. There's just is there beer? A lot of booze, a lot there of drinking. Is. You cannot drink inside the stadium. So um, oh, so what people do? Sneak it in. Well, so I um actually one time. I like football. You know, I, I'm. You know, I'm I'm it. I'm into it. It's a good time. I love Peyton Manning. Love tailgating, etc. Sure. But I'm not like really into like I don't know everyone's stats I'm not like you know oh man like this season we're sure, going to be sure, really sure, good sure. you know last season you know we're we have so and so this year it's going to be good year for us like I'm not in that so I have these you know cowboy boots as you do when you are in Tennessee and I would wear like really high ski socks and stuff my cowboy boots with airplane bottles of liquor and then go in to the stadium and you know Girl, like no one's like really patting down my boots, cowboy boots, and how many drinks could you get in there? Like, I'm trying to think. I think four I per got boot? yeah, like four yeah, like four per boot or so. 
And then I would sell them when I got in, like to these frat guys, like already wasted. I had a little awesome. airplane bottles with Jack Daniels. And then I remember one game I was there and I was slightly intoxicated and they were, you know, cheering on the home team, Rahu Rah. And I could just feel it, you know, you can feel someone looking at you and I could just mm-hmm. kind of like got the sense of, even despite the intoxication, I could just feel someone was looking at me. And sure enough, I look over and there's a police officer and, you know, this frat guy in his khaki shorts and his polo and the perfectly distressed ball cap is pointing at me no. to the police officer because he got had gotten, yeah, how'd you get that? Instead of saying he snuck it in, he was like, I bought it from her. Right. Points what an to, asshole. Points to me. Stitches so, get stitches. So the officer like comes over, you know, points a finger. And I just kind of am of, am of this mentality of, A, innocent until proven guilty. And, um, well, pretty much that. And also, if you act guilty or you are apologetic then, you know, someone is going to really get to the root of what you're guilty and apologizing sure. for. Sure. So, I went over to the officer and, you know, hi, how are you? And he said, you know, if I have, he looked in my purse. And he said, can I look in your purse? Sure. I knew in my purse I had empty more liquor and I knew that I had weed. Like, oh wow. probably a bowl and probably... You know, hey, this is college, folks. Don't judge. Legal now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Here where we are in California. Anyway, so I had pot on me, too. And I could have been, like, you know, hiding my purse, etc. But instead, I was like, sure. Just open it and Just show open, it. I mean, I mean, what the fuck? Like, and so open what, it up. What happened next? I opened it up. Somehow, he did not see anything that was in there. And then he said to me, he said... If I have to have a female officer come over and check you, is she gonna, will she be able to find anything on you if a female comes and investigates you? I said, no, sir, bring her on over. I'm like, I'm sure I had airplane bottles like in, you know, around my waist too. Anyway, and no one ever came over and got away with it, you know, probably. Oh, what a rush. In college, I made 20 bucks, you know, at a football game. What a rush. All worth it for that $20. I felt it, I felt that. And now we're back. Wow, that was pretty cool. All right, Elon, thank you. See you later. Well, hold on, we didn't sing Rocky Top. Boom, boom, boom. Do you have one more dose? All right, we're so back with you, the cop. When you score a touchdown in Tennessee, the entire stadium goes a wild as, as you do. Of course. But the, the song that everyone sings in Tennessee is Rocky Top. Do you know Rocky Top? No. It's like, wish that I was on old Rocky Top down in the Tennessee hills. Ain't no fog or smog or smoke on Rocky Top. Ain't no telephone bills. Once two strangers climbed old Rocky Top looking for a moonshine still. Crank strangers ain't come down from Rocky Top. Reckon they never will. Rocky Top, you'll always be home sweet home to me. Good old Rocky Top. Woo! Rocky Top, Tennessee. Rocky Top, Tennessee. So they don't sing that whole part, but they sing the end, like, that, the refrain. Tennessee. Refrain. So every time there's a touchdown, 
entire 100,000 100, people are singing Rocky Top. So that's pretty cool. And if you haven't heard Rocky Top, I suggest you look it up. He's got a really weird tongue. Like he slowly licks you. Yeah, he, his tongue gets stuck. That's oh. what happens. Why? Yeah. Are we done? Are we done? Well, we would end, so you'll know. Do you want it to be done? Yes. Are we, are we done? Are we done? <laughs> I think we're done. All right. This has been awesome. Thank you very much for joining us here. Thank you. Um, we have been live here from Ocean Beach. We love airplanes. We learned a little bit about you, a little bit about interior design, a little bit about University of Tennessee. We transported there, in fact, using the Elon Musk machine. Thanks, Elon. We Hot. learned a little bit about your... Um, that's right. Your love for... Um, Computers and digital media. And reality TV. Let's not forget uh, that. I have no shame about that. Yeah, I love... Don't cut that part out. No way. Okay. Um, thanks, thanks everybody, for listening. Once again, I'm Data Powell, datadepowell.com, Data Powell on Twitter. And you can find Megan Reed at Billy's underscore mama on Instagram. Billy's is B-I-L-L-I-E-S. Thanks for listening, and happy everything.